Hello everyone, welcome to the Shine a Light On series. Today we'll be shining a light on how to be a great mentor with Marge Ang. Welcome Marge. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yes, happy to have you. Just to start, do you mind giving us a brief introduction to who you are? Absolutely. I'm Marge Ang and I've worked in the technology corporate world for about 20 years now. Uh, I graduated with an engineering degree from Cal Berkeley and subsequently went to Chicago Booth for my MBA. I've worked in uh, senior marketing roles at both Fortune 500 companies and also a variety of different startups. Uh, so companies like Intel, Samsung, iRobot. Currently, I'm a marketing consultant and I'm also a career and leadership development coach, helping early to mid-career professionals build rewarding careers and helping them pivot and adapt, uh, create successful strategies to adapt to our fast-changing world. As we've seen, it's changed a lot in the last year. Definitely agree. And obviously, you just said you're a career coach, so I know you're, you're interested in coaching in that realm, but why are you particularly passionate about mentorship? Yeah, well, I've been mentoring actually since high school. My first mentee was a student I tutored in math, actually. And mentoring has always been a part of my corporate career for the last 20 plus years. I mentored many college interns, new hires, early career professionals, and it's always rewarding to see their faces light up when they suddenly get that kind of eureka moment or they see clarity in their own career goals or career paths and they begin to transform into confident, successful people. So I feel that that for me is, is very rewarding. And I'm also influenced by my own mentors, those, those who made such a big difference in my life and career. So that's inspired me really to give back and make a difference in someone else's life. One of my early mentors was a college professor. Her name was Professor Pam Ibeck. She was a professor in mechanical engineering. She was a fabulous role model. She actually worked at NASA Ames, got a PhD at Stanford, and she encouraged me to stay in my engineering program when I was starting to doubt my own abilities. A bit of context, I was one of five women engineers in my Berkeley engineering graduating class. That was like 3% of the whole class. And it made a huge difference just to see firsthand Dr. Ibeck, who's an accomplished, smart, down-to-earth female engineer leading the way for us. So that made a huge difference for me. You know, to sum up, I think to teach is to learn twice. So I see that mentoring is really a privilege. Uh, I also learn a lot from my mentees. Believe it or not, it, it actually helps me reflect on my own career path sort of what's worked, what hasn't worked, what I wish I knew, what I would do differently. And it helps me clarify my own goals. Believe it or not, I still, I'm still defining, refining, I think back to that and I'm still learning. And it develops my own leadership skills. I think mentoring is, you know, as I coach my mentees to build their confidence, for example, leadership skills, actualizing their own goals. These are all things that I remind myself of. And in a way it helps me be the best version of myself. Thank you for that. And I love that you highlighted how much you've learned by being a mentor. I feel like that's not super clear to a lot of people that it seems like it's a give one way and a take one way. I think mentorship, it's a sort of a myth of mentorship, but really it's a give and take on both sides. So thank you for highlighting that. Yeah, definitely. So I think some people are convinced that they cannot mentor or should not mentor others. I have heard many people say this because they think they've made too many mistakes or they don't know enough. It's sort of like mentorship imposter syndrome a little bit. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people doubt their mentorship capabilities? I think that everyone has something to offer, you know, whether it's a very, very specific skill or knowledge or expertise. It could be anything from 
time management, running a business, starting a business, or even like soft skills, uh, things like how to navigate corporate culture or how to work with a team. You know, I think everyone really has those skills in some fashion or packaged in some fashion. In some cases, people may not think they have the knowledge or skill or know how to mentor or what mentoring entails. So they think it's like you have to be like a guru or a sage, you know, but that's not really the case. I think it's just having that knowledge and that kind of leader within you to feel confident about yourself and, and offering that kind of help to someone who may be seeking the same skills or the same knowledge. I definitely agree. I actually think most people, if not everyone, has been a mentor in some way, shape or form, probably informally to someone and they just haven't labeled it as a mentorship. So I do think everyone's capable and I agree with you that everyone has something to teach. In case these people are not convinced, what would you want to tell them or advise them if they're still doubting their abilities? I would really encourage them and, and tell them that everyone has that skill or something, a talent that they're good at and that they've developed some wisdom over the years that got them to where they are now and maybe do some reflection and maybe and you know inventory what some of those skills are. They'd be surprised at the list that they come up with. Some of them can be very specific skills. As I mentioned earlier, it could be time management. It could be how to manage a team. You know, it could be any of those. And it's highly likely that there are going to be people who are seeking mentorship in those areas. Um, I'll give you an example of my own experience. Early in my career, I actually decided to pivot from engineering into business and marketing. And so that gave me some expertise in career transitions. And surprisingly or not surprisingly, today I get asked by college students who are considering pivoting from their major area of study into their first job in industry. Like this week, I had one of my mentees as a bioengineering grad, but she's interested in a business career. So she wants to know where to go from here or how to proceed. So there's always someone else just like you who has the same questions, the same thought process, the same uh, just wondering, you know, what, what do I do next and need some clarity or help. I think it's key to find the right mentor-mentee match in terms of skills and knowledge. Sometimes it's personality also. It's what I call a chemistry, kind of a business chemistry that you have to have that's needed for that give and take to happen. You know, it has to be kind of a dynamic process between the mentor and the mentee, not just a one-way kind of street. So I think that's part of feeling comfortable being a mentor is to find that good match. Definitely agree. So I know that today we're focused on mentors, which as a new grad for me, and obviously the purpose or the vision of Opal really focused around helping college students. I've personally focused a lot on mentees in the past and not so much on, on mentors. So I'm excited for this sort of reverse conversation today. What I love about most people is that they always seem open to giving back. Like when asked, a lot of people that I've crossed paths with at least are open to taking the time to give back. And in many cases, this comes in the form of mentorship, which is awesome. So let's just say I am an aspiring mentor. How would you suggest I go about even finding someone to mentor? And I guess even taking a step further from the last point you brought up, how do I know it's a good mentor-mentee match once I've found someone? I think if you're thinking about mentoring or considering it, I would start in your own immediate company or organization. That's a good place to start. Tell your boss, your team, 
or HR that you're interested in mentoring, let's say college interns or new hires. When I joined Intel, Intel had a buddy system and I was paired with my buddy who was essentially my mentor. And he was super helpful in just navigating, helping me navigate those first few weeks at a large, such a large company like Intel from understanding the different functional roles to how to get things done at such a large company. So I think that's a great place to start at your company. Another place to check out is your college uh, alma mater. We were talking earlier about this, and it's either tapping into your own alumni network or the career center there. Join a few networking events and just let everyone know that you're open to mentoring, either students or fellow alumni. There's always industry groups like Society of Women Engineers, which we talked about earlier. They actually have a strong mentor network, which I'm a part of. And I'm sure there are other industry groups as well that have similar mentor programs. It could also be you, you know, you start small in your own personal network, like the daughter of a neighbor who just graduated from college, for example, and is unsure about what career path to pursue. There are always those opportunities in your own network. So I would encourage just kind of thinking creatively and, and starting small. Thank you so much for that. How about once you've actually found someone, which I know can be the hard part, how about knowing whether or not they're a good match for you? Personally, I, I like to do what's called a chemistry session, actually. I do like a, a short kind of 30-minute introduction. And it's also, I ask for like, let me know what questions or what topics you'd like to cover. And I like to see kind of how they show up and what kind of questions they have in mind. Do they ask thoughtful questions? Do they listen well? Do they ask good follow-up questions? I, I, I look for, as a mentor, kind of that dynamism, that curiosity, I would say. The desire to be better. I think that's that's a key factor that I would look for as a mentor. I think for mentees, it's the same way. It's find someone who inspires you, maybe has kind of a career path or trajectory that they're aspiring to. And to come up with a list, definitely prepare, come up with a list of thoughtful questions. And then just letting the conversation kind of go on its own, you know, not be so scripted, just sort of show up fully and participate fully and just be present. So that checking to see if there's that dialogue, you know, are we both fully engaged or is is it flat? I think you'll know pretty quickly. It's like any relationship. You'll know if there's a chemistry. I love this chemistry test. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I know we're already going down this path a little bit, but I want to chat about people who have committed to being mentors already in, in some way, shape or form, even if it's not necessarily labeled as a mentorship. What does it mean to be a good mentor to you? What does this look like exactly? Good mentorship, I think, starts with laying a, a good, strong foundation and building trust and respect and caring. As a mentor, I care about my mentees and I let them know that and I show that. It's all about, you know, in the first few meetings, trying to learn about each other. What are my mentees' goals? You know, what inspires them the most? What are they most proud of? What lights them up or what gets them up in the morning? And where are they most challenged? What's, what's getting in the way? So I like to get to know them as much as possible and understand what they're trying to achieve and how I can support them. I ask them what outcome would they like from the mentorship? How can I support them? And another thing is getting clear on, are they looking for advice, like practical advice, or is this more of a kind of co-pilot where I'm a co-pilot guiding them on their own career path? They're pretty much doing the work and I'm just steering them in the right path. It's really all about designing a good alliance, a partnership with my mentee. 
Yeah, I think it goes back to being engaged. If both sides are fully engaged in the relationship in every conversation, and it sort of takes a life of its own. And like I said earlier, you know, I learn a lot from my mentees. So it's a growth experience for me as well as a mentor. And when there's transformation and change in the mentee, that's when I know that something is growing out of the relationship and that they're growing. So that's a good relationship. That's a good mentorship, actually. No, that makes a lot of sense. Mentorships a little bit remind me of when someone sees a spider and then someone else in, and they're very afraid and someone else in the room is like, hey, the spider's just as afraid of you as you are of them. Like, I think it could be very intimidating on both sides to actually go into a mentorship from my experiences and from what I've heard. There's a lot of anxiety from the mentee side and sort of like, oh, how do I you know I'm contributing to this mentorship fully? And like, what if I don't meet their expectations and, and all these things, right? But I guess on the other end of that, to continue to focus on mentors, how does a mentor know that they are showing up in a way that their mentee needs them to from your experiences for me you know what what i think where i find it really rewarding and where i get a lot of satisfaction is when i start to see a shift or a transformation in my mentees and it doesn't have to be like a big change or big growth just let's say they discover something oh you know you told me to go check this out and you told me to try to speak up more at meetings and i tried that this week and then i tried it again a couple more times and you know what i feel a lot better about doing that i actually feel like i'm more engaged those kinds of change and it's an evolving process that's going to take time that sort of shift is what i think really is for me you know that's the biggest satisfaction is is seeing that kind of shift and to be able to inspire that kind of shift when really it's the mentee who did all the work because they did all the work the thought process thinking through it actually doing the action so that's pretty tremendous for me yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. Do you have any tips for mentoring in the virtual environment? How does that change things, if at all? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think, well, more than ever, mentors, I think, have an opportunity to provide emotional support in these times. During the pandemic, I think it's made us think more fully about relationships and, and being there and checking in. Just periods of uncertainty, like college graduates, you know, what am I going to do after I graduate? Will I get an internship? Will I get a job? Especially in the pandemic, will the economy turn around enough that, you know, for me to be able to get a job? All those things, right? It's important to do for frequent and consistent check-ins, even if it's just for 15 minutes once a month, do virtual coffee breaks. It helps to keep us both on track. I like to send updates, you know, follow-up texts, follow-up emails, just to check in on my mentees and sometimes follow up, send them an article or send them something that I think will be useful to them to let them know that I'm thinking about them and, oh, I think this might help you a little bit. Just, you know, invest. I try to invest in them, just showing that I care and that I'm thinking about them. And then when they respond, and it says, oh, yeah, you know, that was super helpful, you know. So it's good to get that kind of engagement going. And that helps tremendously, I think, just providing that level of support. Yes, definitely agree. So what would you say a successful mentorship looks like from your experiences? I'm curious of your thoughts from both the mentee and the mentor side, actually. As I mentioned earlier, seeing a shift or a change, a transformation, even if it's a small transformation that gets the mentee closer to achieving their goal. I think that is tremendous, whether it's helping them uncover what's important to them, you know, their values, where they're challenged and what's holding them back. 
sometimes people have trouble articulating that. Like they know how they feel. They know they're feeling uncertain, but something's holding them back. They don't know how to express it. Just being able to express it and developing that self-awareness, even that is what I considered a shift. And taking just those steps to help them move towards where they want to go. I think that's the kind of shift that when they when that gets achieved, that's what a successful mentorship looks like. That's a successful outcome. And also when um, I think mentoring is also about helping them, supporting them in failures, taking risks. That's a big part of, of helping them through that, like developing confidence. The only way you develop confidence is when you take risks, right? And you, you're going to fail a few times and it's okay. So just getting through those steps so that they get closer to feeling more confident, you know? So seeing them take those actions to move closer to their goal, that's the outcome of a good mentorship. Yes, that's a great answer. I am curious of your thoughts too on essentially like it's as awkward as a breakup potentially, but the end of a mentorship, how does one end a mentorship? Maybe specifically on the mentor side, if they've gone as far as they feel like they could, or maybe it's just not working out, what's an appropriate way to end it? It's an evolution. Sometimes you meet for a few sessions and the mentee gets what they want, you know, very specific goal. And that might be the time to say, okay, I think I've achieved my goal. Let's move on. Maybe another, a different mentor might be better able to serve their needs later on in the future. I think it just goes back to, you know, without getting too personal or it's just about, hey, let's, let's, let's visit your goals. You know, what would you like to achieve? What do you think is the next step for you? I think I would always kind of shift it back to the mentee and ask them what they think is next and how they envision the next steps and what they'd like to do next, you know, and just make it clear in the alliance, as I mentioned earlier, when you design the partnership alliance, make it clear that it's not forever, ever, you know, if you want to leave your door open, you know, it could be a year later, we check in again, you know, that sort of just leaving the door open, you know, just being very clear about expectation, you know, let's see how it goes. And if your goals are being satisfied, if you like the outcome, we'll keep going. Or maybe we revisit six months, a year. You know, so it's very much a dialogue, I think, that needs to occur between the two sides. Definitely agree. Communication just needs to happen at some point. Yeah, just communicating expectations. And so, so there's no like, there's no short answer. It just depends on how you design the partnership. Yeah, being on the same page of expectations, though, I feel like that's at the foundation of many different types of relationships, too. So I think that's that's perfect. That makes sense. Do you have any last words of wisdom for anyone looking to start or continue mentoring others? Yeah, a couple of things. I think it's very much a two-way street. Both mentor and mentee do have to do, you know, roughly an equal amount of work. It's it's definitely a dynamic active partnership. I would also encourage people considering mentoring to think about balancing mentoring with straight advising. It's sort of like I like to teach my mentees how to fish a little bit rather than kind of telling them the answers and being very, very prescriptive because I think the learning is part of the struggle that kind of makes the mentorship work, you know, is that they have to go through that process of learning and taking risks and failing in order to change and in order to move closer to their goals. So I think it's very much about that, being able to balance how much do you tell them what to do versus just guiding them, being a co-pilot. And I think both sides need to feel like they have skin in the game, kind of that two-way street. That's awesome. Thank you, Marge. Yeah. I really like that last thing. And I do want to emphasize when I think about mentorship, I think mentees are working with mentors to avoid the mentors' mistakes so that the mentees can make their own. Is that essentially what you're saying as well? Absolutely. Everyone makes their own mistakes. You know, everyone has their own path. 
Thank you so much again for joining us, Marge. Great chatting with you as always. Very happy to be here. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yes. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.